Welcome back to a show about sports. I'm, of course, your host, Kev, and today is a sad day for all NFL fans, really, but especially those that hail from New Orleans. Fifteen years to the day, I guess 15 years ago to the day, Drew Brees signed with the hapless New Orleans Saints, a franchise that no one really wanted to be a part of, whose best quarterbacks up until then had been the likes of maybe Jeff Blake, Aaron Brooks. There was the Archie Manning days from what is now like 50 damn years ago. But Drew Brees, a guy that San Diego didn't want, one of their many great football and business decisions, which is why they are still firing on all cylinders in the glorious city of San Diego today. The Chargers chose instead to go with Pip Rivers, and for what it's worth, that didn't backfire too much. Although I would say, if you were to auction off the careers of Drew Brees versus that of Pip Rivers, I think just about everyone in the crowd would be hawking after Brees rather than Rivers, now with the benefit of hindsight, but you could do worse. At least it wasn't another Ryan Leaf situation for them. Obviously, Pip will likely be in the debate for the Hall of Fame at the very least. Whether or not he's a Hall of Famer, we'll let someone else decide. But not only did the Chargers give up on old Drew Brees, but the Dolphins, when Nick Saban was there, had a chance to sign Drew Brees. There were some issues with his physical, but the rumors and reports that I have heard over the years was that head ball coach Nick Saban was higher on Dante Culpepper anyway. So the Dolphins, just think about that, Miami and Miami fans. Think about how much differently things could have been if Nick Saban wasn't your head football coach at any point in time. You could have had the entire career of Drew Brees instead of like the two years that you had Dante Culpepper, and he was a shell of himself at that point. Looking at it through the optics of the time, uh, neither of them were really, they they were both on the rebound, uh, both trying to bounce back from injuries, both looking to uh, go on a resurgence, so to speak. And at that point, Dante Culpepper had more to show for what he had done. He also got to play with Randy Moss and Chris Carter, so I'm sure that helped a little bit. But 15 years ago today, Drew Brees signed with those lowly saints, and the rest, as they say, is history. Now, despite the fact that Drew and Terry Porter, or is it Tracy Porter, um, I think it's Tracy, are solely responsible for one of my biggest heartbreaks as a fan by beating my Indianapolis Colts in the Super Bowl, thanks also in part to the glorious hands team and one Hank Basket. You know, if you can't if you can't catch a football that's been kicked right at you, you know, but you can marry a Playboy model. There's just no there's no justice in the world for Colts fans. 
All kidding aside, the New Orleans Saints had a very, very historic run uh, with Drew Brees. It's something that changed the face of the franchise. Uh, again, these these guys were the Aints, uh, much in the way that Tom Brady has, in one season, turned people's opinions about the Buccaneers. Drew Brees was able to do some of the very same things, although this with a little more longevity, because Sean Payton is still there. There is still a lot of talent with Kamara, with Thomas. Uh, there's just there's tons of uh, talent still left on that roster, so there is an opportunity for the Saints to continue. At the very least, we don't expect them to go back to being a perennial basement dweller in the NFL. So Drew Brees, with some help from his coach, and of course with the other players that he's played with, has turned the franchise, turned the fate of this franchise. They are no longer a laughing stock, and if anything, uh, if they are able to find the right replacement in the next year or two, could be able to have continued success. So that's just as much a part of his legacy as all the stats are. Now, of course, he leaves with the majority of the major quarterback records. Now, most of us believe that Tom Brady will be holding all those records when all is said and done because he has at least one more year, likely two years ahead of him. He signed, of course, that four-year extension, which is really just a one-year extension. It's, uh, it's we, we don't need to get into all of it right now, but it's voidable after this season. It's just yet another instance in which Tom Brady has decided to put the team above himself and make it easier for the franchise to keep key players on the roster. So it sounds cool at four years. It's kind of like the Cam Newton contract we talked about yesterday. The headline says he was signed for $14 million. It's not really the case. The headline says Tom Brady was signed a four-year extension. Not really the case, but we can guarantee at least one more year and feel very confident about two more years. So Drew Brees will likely not be the all-time leading passer when all is said and done. However, he's he's going to be top three for quite some time, I do believe. And when you think about the fact that he played at the same time as Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, it's very interesting. You know, if they're if Drew Brees had come around in a different time, he might have had a decade or or two where he was aimed as the all-time greatest quarterback. But because he played with two of the other all-time greats, I mean, these might be the three greatest quarterbacks of all time, Brady, Brees, Manning. Uh, who knows how long, you know, of course, Mahomes is going to be making a case over the next few years, I'm sure. He seems to be on a trajectory that will take him there. But Breeze had a historical, he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, had a fantastic career, and it is no more. There was a lot of speculation when he was posting Instagram workout videos that maybe he might take his talents elsewhere, because according to all those who know, the Saints had never really entertained the idea that Breeze would be coming back. Having the announcement come today sort of sets a bunch of this stuff straight, uh, to me at least. It seems that he wanted to retire on a significant date, which would be, you know, 15 years to the day of his signing with the team is when he decides to retire. So I really think that was the only reason he didn't announce this earlier. Maybe he took a little bit of time uh, to just think things over and be certain about this. It's really unfortunate, not since 
Dan Marino, I think, have we seen a Hall of Fame quarterback go out on such a bad foot. I mean, he did not look good in that game against the Buccaneers. It was it was bad. It was hard to watch. Uh, an, uh, an utter disappointment that, honestly, just made me more angry at the shitty officials who called that Rams-Saints-NFC title game a couple years back because we, as a fanhood fandom, if you will, have been robbed. We were robbed of the Breeze-Brady Super Bowl that we all deserve, that we all should have gotten, and it's something that we can never get back. And when you finally do get to see Breeze versus Brady in the playoffs, Breeze is no longer really himself battling through injuries that he sustained earlier in the year and really unable to get the ball down the field. And that defense roughed him up something pretty good. Um, So I can understand if he maybe was considering for a little bit coming back, wanting to end things on a brighter note, but it sounds like all parties invested in this situation were well aware that Drew Brees was not, in fact, coming back, and the Saints have been working on what they will do with life after Brees. And that's where we'll take this to next, because I, you know, there's not much else that can be said, at least from me at this time, about Drew Brees. I'm sure uh, if you wanted to do a deep dive, there's plenty to be said about that career, but you know we're short form over here. So, Drew Brees, you were you were great. We appreciate everything that you did for the game by being a five nine quarterback. He was he was closer to six feet, but you know as I had mentioned before, if he had been born in another decade, maybe he'd have had a a, a period of being the greatest of all time. He also may have never gotten the chance to play uh, being the size that he was if he wasn't in this more modern era. But he has paved the way for guys like Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, those guys who 15, 20 years ago would have been too small to ball, who never would have gotten really a genuine look in the NFL. So he helped shatter uh, those expectations and, and really open the NFL as a whole, open their eyes to the fact that you don't have to be a prototypical 6'3 to 6'5 guy in order to play quarterback. That you can be less than six feet and, you know, have small hands and still be able, as long as your hands are big enough to throw the ball, you've got a shot. And everyone who's had that shot, to some degree, can thank Drew Brees for it. But what about the Saints? What are the Saints going to do now that Drew Brees is gone? Well, when we look at the roster... There's Jameis Winston, who had a chance to learn under Drew Brees for a year, and who had the only passing touchdown in that playoff game against the Bucs. So you could do worse, I guess. He's been a starter. He was, of of course, as we know, uh, number one overall pick. He's started in this league. He's thrown lots of touchdowns in this league, but usually matched almost everyone with an interception. He's put up yards. He's put up numbers. So if he was able to learn anything from Drew about how to protect the ball, what throws not to make, when to take the chance, uh, he's got the arm strength, he's got the talent to really have a resurgence and and keep the Saints in the playoff hunt. Um, There were several times with the Bucs where they were able to be around about a 500 ball club. And now, of course, we saw what happened when they upgraded from Jameis to Tom Brady, but in all fairness, 
there are a lot of teams that you could have put Tom Brady on and gotten him to bring in Gronk and Antonio Brown and Fournette and Shady McCoy. So all the other, there are a lot of other ripple effects that go into bringing in Tom Brady. You're not just getting Tom Brady. You're getting Tom Brady's work ethic. You're getting other people wanting to come in and play with Tom Brady, people willing to take a pay cut to do so. So we can't just look at it as a one versus one and say, oh, wow, he is this much better than Jameis Winston. Obviously, he's better than Jameis Winston. He's the GOAT, okay? Understand what I'm trying to say here is you can't, it's it's not, It's again, it's not a one-for-one one trade. It's apples to oranges here because so many other talented individuals came to join up with Tom. That really was why the Bucks were able to go from a, a sub-500 team to the Super Bowl in one year. So, does a year under Drew Brees, does it do enough to make Jameis Winston a full-time starting quarterback again? I personally don't know what other options the Saints are going to have. Are you going to try Taysom Hill? He's been a great, uh, for lack of a better term, we'll call him a gimmick. He's been a great gimmick quarterback. He's played multiple roles on this team. He, used to, well, he started as like an up-back on the punt team. Um, he's been a kick returner. He, he's done. He's played fullback. He's played tight end, and then he's got got more and more opportunities through gadget plays, and has even had the opportunity to be under center himself. But I do you maybe you just have a quarterback competition between the two of them? Is someone else going to go after Taysom Hill? You know, it sounds like. Somebody the Bears would sign or something. You know, just that sounds like something they would do. Let's take a flyer on Taysom Hill. But I think his best situation would be to stay in New Orleans and fight for that job. I, if it's me personally, I'm giving it to I'm giving it to Jameis based on how things are right now. But maybe there's something I'm not seeing here. Maybe there's a flyer that they will take in the draft in a middle round to bring someone along. I would anticipate that they draft someone either this year or next year with the intention to bring that guy up. Now, that is unless, of course, Jameis balls out, which could very well happen. So the Saints really have some soul-searching to do. I'm sure Sean Payton's going to figure it out. There is too much talent on that side of the ball to not try to make sure you have at least a decent quarterback. And you really... You might not need much more than decent as long as Kamara can do the things that he does and you've got Michael Thomas to throw to and the other good receivers that are there. You really just need to bring in a guy who won't lose games for you. Unfortunately, Jameis Winston has lost a few games by making bad decisions. So the jury is still out there. I do think currently it's their best option to run with what they've got. But we shall see as this quarterback carousel keeps spinning around. And we still have quite some time before the draft begins. What will happen? Stay tuned here, because we'll certainly talk about it. Whatever does happen, we'll be here to fill you in and fill your brain with new and interesting ideas. That's We'll just leave it at that. So I have been Kev. Thank you very much. Find us on the internet, wherever you find other sports shows. In the meantime, you can reach out to me on Twitter, at KevNevick underscore with any questions comments concerns like to be a guest on the show feel free give a shout we'd love to talk to you anyway have a happy day we will see you tomorrow